0: welcome chicago bears sports fans to another edition of bearing it all with mark and chris my name is mark and i'm chris thanks so much for joining us today guys i know this has been a disastrous year for us uh 41 to 10 in arrowhead didn't think we were going to win that one, but I did not expect the ugliest game of the year either. Did you, Chris? No, not at all. I mean,
1: uh, losing, but not the way we lost today. It was
0: just pathetic. And it's difficult to even discuss because I don't know exactly what to point to. Uh, I, I have not ever personally been a witness to a team that regressed after a, uh, you know, a season that. Admittingly, wasn't uh, a lot of wins, but we saw some value, we saw some promise, we saw some things that made us excited, and now it's as if all of the talent has been sucked out of those players.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you even. Like just like you said, it. It's just, I would just come in and fire everybody.
0: <laughs> Fuck everybody. It's just... going to be a long fourteen weeks. that's that's so true, my friend. I don't know what to say. Um there are so many things that are unknown, you know, um, it's obvious that Matty Urbifluis doesn't have a handle on this team. It's uh, apparent that the locker room is completely fractured and that all of these individuals hate their job at the moment. Yeah. It's
1: uh, it goes to show you that that one game, that opening game during the season, you have your rival team at home and you lose in that fashion and it 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 sets the tone for your season it sets it all and you're watching it you're seeing that display from players that have no motivation there's no drive it's uh i i mean i i i would start with going into the locker room and and fighting players fucking fighting
0: and uh taking care of business in the locker room right because it would show heart it would show some passion right now it's a group of millionaires who are not excited to do what they're doing and uh, they do not seem to respect the coaching staff either
1: no and the and the coaching staff they 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 lost a team there's no I you know this is going back to you know Chicago really needs to think about hiring um, a head coach with a name
0: somebody you know that it's going to cost you. You know, I agree with you there, Chris. There's a, a continuity problem with the Chicago Bears organization where we're always hiring people out of order, like hiring our uh, general manager and then hiring our team president. And you know, it's just uh, saddling you know coaches with with defensive coordinators and uh, offensive coordinators and forcing them. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's uh, it almost feels like. Kevin Warren has to. Um, I probably would suggest keep polls. He's a rookie, His first draft. Um, he he did tell us it would it would be a rebuild, but at that point everyone else goes, and the two of them start the process over again. But yeah. they need to bring in someone to coach these new young quarterbacks because obviously we're going to be getting a top five pick, if not two top five picks this year.
1: Exactly, and that's what they got to build around. Just because. Right now, I mean, Justin Fields has talent. And, uh, and you have to blame a lot of it on, on this kid's shoulders just because you, you see that one, even towards the end, you know, he takes a sack when he has uh, um, commit, you know, just in the red zone, going uh, across a little pattern into the end zone, throws it in anticipation stay in the pocket get hit but you deliver a a a td instead he panics he runs and then almost costs him you know a a sack into you know his helmet getting hit roughed up and staggered a little bit a player looks at him and says hey you're not all right man you got to go out Mm -hmm. so the player i mean justin has to fight And it was good that another player, DJ Morris, seen him shook up. And he says, no, no, no. We got to take care of you. So at least uh, that's there in the players. But now they have to light that fuse. They have to light that spark. They got to go into the locker room and start fucking fighting. Fighting each other.
0: You know, I don't know what the answer is, Chris. I, I, I understand what you're trying to say there. You know, whether or not it's physically actually getting into a fight or just showing some emotion. Because it what I would think is going on is just a uh, a quiet plane ride home. And, um, you know, a coach who's scared to death that he's going to lose his job here soon. Um, it's no way to run a football team. You know, the thing is, though, I don't see a lot of talent on this team for the first time in a lot of years. We don't have a superstar. So even another coach is going to come in and, you know, what's what's this coach going to do differently?
1: Yeah, but then you just bring in a coach. You have these young Talented players that, you know, set aside these veteran players that aren't doing shit. Bring in these new kids. Let them have a shot at it. Let them try something. Because whatever they're trying right now is not working.
0: No, and I will tell you, I am tired of rookie coaches and rookie offensive coordinators trying to develop a rookie quarterback. It's just not the right approach.
1: No, you even just bringing in a, a backup quarterback uh, for Justin Fields, a, a veteran. I, I mean, and someone that could,
0: you know, that he has a... Well, he's got Nathan Peterman.
1: Yeah, but you got to get somebody else. I mean, <laughs> almost, joke. Like, almost <laughs> like bring bring somebody back. Like even...
0: No, I understand what you're saying. Even Mark Sanchez was a mentor in those, when he played for the Bears briefly.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has to have someone that can you know tell him this is you're doing this all all the the wrong way yeah this is what worked for me this i think will work for you somebody who's played that position that knows that's you know played 14 15 seasons
0: well let's be honest justin fields after he had a wild week call not i want to say calling out his coaches when you and I both know that, the, <laughs> he didn't actually do that. I will defend him on that. However, the point was made though, that, the, that the national, uh, media started finally acknowledging that there's something wrong with this coaching. Um, having said that I was, uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. I thought for sure, this is going to be the Justin Fields that we needed to see the unleashed version. Um, and he had that opportunity today. I felt that he could have done just about anything he wanted on the field of carte blanche and he still didn't come up um, with any answers. Even his running looked hesitant. He held the ball a little too long again. It's getting almost impossible for a Justin Field supporter like myself to continue to support him. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree just because um, like you said, he has he has the keys to this to to the Rolls Royce I mean and uh and he's driving you know five miles per hour it, it's it's like he has no trust in his players it's like he has no trust in uh, with his line and he feels like the that he needs to do everything and when you think that way and you don't let it go then you're going to have sacks. You're going to have three and outs. You're going to have – you're going to always be playing from behind. You'll never have um, that that consistent play where you can drive and, and just set up one drive. One drive dictates the game, the, the you know,
0: just the, the movement. You know, that's uh... – It's a really good point, Chris, because, you know, all we're looking for as fans is something average. Hike the ball, throw the ball, complete the catch, maybe move a little bit after that. I mean, the basics aren't even getting accomplished. It's so incredibly frustrating. And I haven't even touched on the defense. I mean, this is insane. I've not seen a defense this inept and many, many years and our vaunted secondary just keeps getting hurt. It's just too much. I don't want to make this kind of podcast where I just vent and complain about how bad things are. I'm desperately looking for a positive light, desperately looking for something to hang my hat on. But, Chris, I don't think I've seen a Chicago Bears team this bad in all of my life. Yeah, no,
1: I mean, and just imagine the defense – they they got lucky. They they pulled Mahomes. I mean, when it was forty-one nothing, you leave Patrick Mahomes in the game. You know, Miami won seventy to something, and uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I think the, the Mahomes would have racked up the score to eighty-one, nothing. And it, you know, the defense—that's that's what Chicago football is is known for. The defenses, the defenses that never give up, continue to try, regardless of how fucking shitty their quarterback is or how shitty their offense is. The defense always, It, it took a lot of pride. They prided themselves in the defense. I mean, we have, or we had probably the most Hall of Fame players in the NFL and the majority of them defense. Defensive players are in the in the Hall of Fame from the Chicago Bears. That says a lot. It it's it it speaks volumes on how they
0: they build their team around a defense. Yeah, and we don't have that. Well, let's switch gears a little bit, Chris. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why why are we fans and and I know that sounds silly, but my point is, you know, in a situation like this you know, why put yourself through this? Why? Why is it important to remain uh, loyal to your team in these kind of situations?
1: It's important because we have our our memories. That's what that's what lasts. That's what makes us. And when you grow up believing in this team, and you invest, it's it's an investment, a lifetime investment. When when you're when you're a sports fan,
0: like we are, what we, I, I agree, man. Personal memories, experiences that associate with this team, they, uh, you know, they're meaningful. You know, they're so regardless of their performance, I have a ton of memories, just wonderful, wonderful memories.
1: Too many to count, but and then we also have memories like this, not as bad as this season to start 0 3, but we've had, you know, those, uh, those moments where we've lost those championship games or those those um, playoff playoff games that for, for many 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 years going back you know we have those defenses but we don't have a quarterback or we don't have those players that can get us past that little hill um, but we always had again going back to those defenses and and why you know and, and those memories that, that we have, for our beloved Chicago Bears, is those defenses that would just annihilate players, hitting them, lights out. It didn't matter um, stopping them. You knew, all right, all right, we're, we're going to have that defense out on the field. We're going to stop them. But then you worry because you say, okay, we get a stop, but now we fucking have to give the ball back over to fucking Rex Grossman or Jay Cutler. Or Mitch, you know, it it was always, you know, these guys aren't going to do shit. So let's see at least if our defenses continue to move the ball or stop, make a great stop, get a turnover. I mean, something. And I don't think we've even had a turnover this
0: year. Oh, oh, actually, today. We did. Today was our first turnover. Yep, Jack Sanborn. He's playing hard. I liked his hustle. You got to. You got to hand it to a kid like that who can play that hard at this. uh, But you got to remember that was that was the backup throwing the interception. I do. That wasn't Patrick Mahomes. I do, but he worked for that. (laughs) You know, for me, uh, being being a Bears fan for me is uh, really all about tradition and family ties. Um, For you know, I inherited a lot of my uh, sports allegiances from my family, from my dad, my uncle, my grandfather. <clears throat> watching them root for the bears. You know, I remember getting to a certain age where I started getting interested in asking my father about the Chicago bears and him pointing out Walter Payton and telling me how Walter Payton was the greatest player on that team and quite possibly the greatest player in the NFL. And this was 78. So that was uh, a lot of foresight, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> if my dad and my uncle and my uncle uh, grandfather were rooting for that team then you know i sure as hell was going to as well um i was born in chicago but i came to california when i was two so but my allegiance is stuck and i had to continue to you know follow the team through the newspaper you know back in the old days i was one of the first subscribers to direct tv and sunday ticket to see those chicago bears so i've witnessed a lot of teams and uh and um you know it's interesting i passed on my love of my team to my son uh, Peyton, who you met in episode one. And, you know, today he was so frustrated. He texted me, you know, that I'm turning off the game. Why am I putting myself through this? And, you know, for the first time, Chris, I didn't have an answer for him. I didn't exactly know what to say to him because what was the point? Um, I'm, I'm a masochist. I have to try to finish the whole game despite how ugly it is, but I need to see it. Um, but I didn't have the words to tell him, you know, no, you have to continue watching it. It's just something we do. That that's not that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. What do you think?
1: No, it's it's painful. It's painful. It's uh, you know we've been there many many times, many years of what you know what, what can we say? What can we do? We can, obviously we're not the players, and it's a lot easier said than done. We understand that, but when you see a team lose it in all phases, all levels of of. Uh, A team sport then you wonder and you question everything from the top to the very bottom you question what did uh what did they work for this offseason what did they build what did they establish I mean even if we lost all three games but we were in it every game four quarters then at least we have something to look forward to but when you don't and uh and you see it that the, the
0: players just giving up yeah i don't know what to tell you i mean let's look at look around the league today look at look at some of these teams are terrible teams on paper and they're just trying and working their ass off texans beat the jaguars 37-17 today the the uh panthers put up 27 points against the seahawks they didn't win that one but that's how hard they were trying uh, the Browns beat the Titans after all the controversy uh, last week about how bad Deshaun Watson played. Colts uh, beat the Ravens. Didn't even have their quarterback. You know, let's not talk about the Broncos yet because <laughs> they lost by 50 points. But, you know, that's um, that's not good for us, is it, Chris? Because we got to go play the Broncos next week. And if we lose that game, oh, man, what do you think then?
1: Yeah, I, I think we're going to lose. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I pray and I hope that we that at least we get one. I'm getting tired of having this beard and I want to shave it off, but I don't know. I think I'm going to have it for a very long time because I told Mark earlier and before we began that I wouldn't be surprised if we lose all 16 games this year. 18.
0: I mean, I don't see us uh, winning a game. I mean, it. I don't know what to say. Not with Iberflus. I don't feel like he can rally these players anymore. I think he's lost that connection. Maybe after the bye week, they replace him. I don't know. But I uh, Bears have typically not like that. But Kevin Warren's in charge now, so let's uh, hope that he acts presidential soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we got to make some changes. Something has to has to has to change
0: Uh, i agree because you know what's frustrating to me is okay we lose all these games then we start over again and we draft another quarterback again and then we don't pair him with the right coach again and then we destroy another young man's career again i mean it's it's crazy to me i i don't yeah (laughs) i I don't know what uh what has to change i am just like every other fan where i I think I know these answers, but let's be honest. The Bears went out of order in the hiring process, but if we had a quarterback that was super talented, none of this crap would matter.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I, I agree. But the, the problem is, is did, did we guess wrong? Did the Bears actually guess wrong with this
0: young, talented kid? Well, Ryan Pace, you know, made that decision. And I know that... uh Polls kept him this year, but you know, from what I understand, he uh, rumors coming out of Chicago is that uh, they're not committed to extending his contract, which is pretty obvious at this stage. I think we've seen, you know, his career in Chicago coming to an end at this at the end of this year. So, but I still having a hard time defending him. He can't even throw the ball downfield. Oh, I
1: absolutely. I mean, I think it's. It's a combination of a lot of things. Um, Coaching for this kid, I think it's a lot of things. uh, Him personally, I think he's, you know, drinking too much of the Kool-Aid. The stories before opening, and there were stories that were saying this kid was going to be potential MVP discussion. I I mean, it's, uh, it's, they were the sleeper. The Chicago Bears were the sleeper team to surprise everyone to maybe even win the division. Um, but what we've been seeing from the, the first three games is nothing near I mean I mean we would have to pray pray a lot for this team to to do anything anything that we could point to any little bit of success because it's just been ugly. It's been horrible.
0: Shitty. At all levels, can't uh, can't deny any of that. I wish I could play the positive uh, side. I'm hoping next year's a completely different kind of podcast because we're struggling in this one. This year has been a difficult year, but uh, let's switch gears and talk about next week, Chris. Uh, we go into Mile High to play the Denver Broncos, who just lost by 50 points today to Miami, who looks amazing. I hate the fact that we didn't even consider interviewing Mike McDaniel. Right, you 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 called that uh, coach uh Miami sound machine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, there's a uh, if there, if we're gonna win any game though, honestly, this is probably the one that we could win.
1: Yeah, I mean, but who's to say we we even have a, I mean, do we have a shot? I guess on paper, but well not even on paper, it just. Because Russell Wilson is not playing
0: like he, the old Russell Wilson. No, you're right, buddy. There's absolutely no way. I wouldn't bet a dollar on this game because I have no idea how it's going to end up. But, um, you know, there's um, a lot that's going to happen between now and game day next week. Um, the We're recording this, you know, immediately after the game today. So our emotions are raw. We haven't read any criticisms or analysts or read any tweets. So this is just, you know, us coming to you. So a lot can change. One of those things that might change is they start Tyson Bajit next week. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because we said that earlier. I said, if it go, if they go, Oh, and three, just think about it. You have a, another kid that played really well during the preseason and the the talk started then.
0: He did play well. There's no denying it. For those of you that missed it, check out his YouTube videos um, as to what he did with the Bears in preseason. But um, I'm kind of thinking they need to let Fields take this game because uh, it's going to be the easiest opponent he's played. Maybe this is a opportunity for him to build his confidence.
1: I agree. I mean, this is a shot. This is, hey, look at it. Maybe you can turn your season around from this game, every game counts. Every game matters. Uh, he has that opportunity. I think if they go in right now, as, as a matter of fact, just throw out the fucking playbook. Just have a heart to heart. Talk with this kid. Go through your walkthroughs, go through your, your video and, and, uh, and, and limit that. And just go back to fundamentals. What, allowed him to to flourish what
0: obviously his legs um but he made good passes last year let's not forget that and we're not just some super fan sitting in the corner wishing for the best every analyst in america thought that fields was going to take that step and that the bears were going to turn the corner i mean there was no one that predicted that they would be three time winners again this year everyone said i think the worst prediction i saw was six so i mean this is a complete you know shock to everybody and and i and i feel bad you know because i love my team so much i feel bad for poles i even feel bad for eberflus but i feel most bad for justin fields i don't know what to say i mean this is legitimately a man who is going to end up on another team as a backup and maybe one day he'll get his opportunity to shine and he'll do it but i don't think there's anything else we can provide him here in Chicago. Uh, But again, we just completed week three. We have 14 more weeks of this hell to go through. So we have no (laughs) idea what's going to happen, but that's what's exciting about this podcast. We'll get to react to those things. So again, I appreciate you guys coming and listening to us another time. I'm sorry again for the loss. I'll just apologize on behalf of the Bears.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Justin because I like the player. I like him. I think the the most the, the the player that I'm that I feel the worst for is DJ Moore. I really really feel bad for this talented receiver who on any other team I think you have him on your fantasy. You're getting an average of 24 25 points on a on a bad day. On a good day, shit, 30 points. Yeah. Easily. It's just it, but that's who I feel so bad for because I know he even has a lot of investment time with, with, with Justin. I think he likes him. I think he wants him to have success. Obviously, they're on the same team. I just... Right now, I just feel that Justin isn't ready. Maybe I am listening to some of those critics that said earlier, you know, you have a, a scenario like, like Love in, in Green Bay... And he, well, he got to sit for a couple of years and watch one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I hate to say it because they're fucking cheeseheads. And I can't stand any fucking player from, I won't even say that team. That's how, right. how, how yeah, let's much I hate that. them.
0: No, but I see your point. Yes, they're ideally sitting a, Quarterback for a year or two is always going to be the best opportunity for both the quarterback and the team. Um, it's not the situation wherein we need an instant winner. Anyway,
1: no, I I feel like even order uh, just I, I I would give um, Tom Brady a hundred million just to come out, give him two hundred million just to come out something because he would make
0: our team that much better. Yeah, or hire Kyle Shanahan away from the Niners. Or
1: even bring in Drew Brees. I mean, something. <laughs> and then Justin sit back a year and, and watch? Hell, man. Uh, that would be a dream scenario. Andy Dalton would have been better still.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck the Red Rider. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, I appreciate you listening. We're going to sign off now. Thank you so much again for being here. It means a lot to us. Chris, have a great, great week. Thanks again for joining me. Oh, no. You too. You have a great week. And uh,
1: Chicago Bears till, till till I die. Yeah. Go Bears. No,
0: we have to stay loyal. It's tradition. It's family. It's so much uh, part of our DNA. What did I always used to say? Uh, family, friends, Bears, in that order. All right. Sweet. I think I, I, I would
1: have to follow that. So... Until the next time, hopefully we have we have a uh, good news. Yes, I'm looking four.
0: forward to that first uh, that first uh, Sunday winning episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take care. Thanks again. Thanks, listeners. Thank you, Chicago Bears till I die.